morning. It's nice to be here. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the choir. Thank God that uh, we can praise together. Amen. Let's go straight to the word of God and let's open the book of 2 Kings. And I'm going to read from chapter 2. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 1 up to verse 6. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 2. I'm going to read from verse 1 up to verse 6. My message this morning is uh, very simple. Don't stop there. Amen. Amen. If you are feeling like stopping there, don't stop there. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. I'd the word Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. You can underline that word Bethel again. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Underline it again. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. I'd write that word again, Jericho. We keep moving. And he said, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of prophets who are at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, yes, I know. Keep silent. Hey. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. Amen. I love this story. When I was told that I would be coming to Shellywood to share the word of God with you, I started kind of reminding myself about Sherwood Church, and the thing that came to my mind is to watch the videos, and one of the videos that I was watching is uh, Facing the Giants. And when I was watching that movie, I saw a gentleman who was carrying somebody on the back, and somebody was telling him, don't quit, keep going, don't quit, keep going. And what came to my mind, if you love the destination of where you are going, you have to love the journey. Say amen. amen. If you love the destination of where you are going, you have to love the journey as you move on. So this guy was telling him, don't quit, don't quit, keep on moving, keep on going. And then I'm like, wow, I have a message here. Don't stop there. Here in the Bible, we have these two gentlemen, Elisha and Elijah. The same way those two gentlemen was carrying each other and somebody was encouraging them. I want to carry you through the life, spiritual life, so that I can go together with you. 
And the first place I want us to look at is Gilgal. When Elijah and Elisha came to this place called Gilgal, he told him, you can stop and wait here. But he said, I cannot stop here. And I was trying to look at the word Gilgal and the significance in our life today. The name Gilgal means to be lulled away. When the children of Israel came from Egypt, they came to a place called Gilgal. And when they were at Gilgal, the shame that they were facing through when they were in Egypt, whatever they were going through, they were lulled away from them at Gilgal. This is what happens in our life. When we come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, he gets us out of the world and he takes us to another level. Amen? Amen. The same way the children of Israel were in Egypt. In Egypt, there were a lot of shame. There were so many things that were going through and God had them crying. And he said to them, I'm going to remove you to get you out of this bondage. And when they came to Gilgal, if you read in the book of Joshua, the Bible says in Gilgal, God lulled away the shame out of them. The shame that they were going through when they were in Egypt. It's the same, same thing that happens to us. And this is why we sing, oh, happy day when my sins were forgiven. It's a happy day. It's a happy day when you come to Gilgal. It's a happy day when you come to a situation that your sins are forgiven. So I'm going to take you through some towns that signifies things in our life. The same way this gentleman was telling him, don't quit, don't quit. There's a line down there that you need to go all the way there. So when this gentleman, Elisha and Elijah, when they came to Gilgal, he was told, now, you need to stay here because I'm moving to another town. He said, mm -mm, I'm not staying. I'm going with you. I don't know about you. Yes, there's this day that you came and you sing, oh, happy day that my sins were forgiven. But that's not the end of the journey. We need to go to another level. We need to keep moving. Gilgal is where their shame was lulled away. This is where we come down and bow to the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. I'm a sinner. And then you start joining the church. And then from there, you don't just stay there. You go to the next level. So as Erisha and Erija were moving, as they were going on, they came to another town that is called Bethel. What significance does it have in our life? Don't stop there. Remember this, when he came to Bethel, some prophets, some men of God, they tried to tell him, don't you know that the man of God is going to be taken? He told them, be silent. I know. I'm not stopping here. You've been to Gilgal? You've been to Bethel. What does Bethel signify in our life? Bethel is a place of commitment. In our life, we need to have commitment. When you read in the book of Genesis, 
We read about the man of God. And this is where he surrendered his life. At Bethel, we have commitment. We surrender our life. We say, it, what I have all belongs to you. Everything that I have all belongs to you. We surrender everything to the Lord. This is where they built the altar. We read in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 7 and 8 that Abraham, the man of God, when he came to Bethel, he pitched a tent for the Lord. Pitching a tent to the Lord signifies surrender. When we come to Bethel, we surrender everything that we have to the Lord. His son Jacob, in his journey when he was going for a journey, he came to a point that he had to go back to Bethel. And when he was in Bethel, he had an encounter with the Lord. And he said, Lord, I'm going to give you all my 10%. A commitment. He made a vow to the Lord. Well, it's good to sing, Oh, happy day that my sins were forgiven. It's good to sing that song. But we don't just stay there. We need to go to another step of Bethel where we can say, I am committed. I'm committing my life to you. I'm surrendering everything to you, Jesus. What I have does not belong to me. Me, myself, I belong to you. We need to come to a point that we are building an altar to the Lord. The Bible says our bodies are the temples of the Lord. And we should present our bodies as a holy to the Lord. This is Bethel. Don't stop there. Don't stop at Gilgal. There's another town that is called Bethel. And in the town of Bethel, God wants you to build him an altar. He wants you to build somewhere you can communicate with him. Where he can come and meet you. It's a journey. It's a journey that we don't quit. It's a journey that we don't stop. People might try to stop you, but don't stop there. You can tell them like what Elisha told them. I know he is living, but silent. I'm not stopping. The other thing that we need to do, we need to commit ourselves to the house of the Lord. In the Bible, in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 17 and verse 1, we saw David, he wanted to commit himself to, to the house of the Lord. He wanted to build the house of the Lord. He wanted to be there. For somebody who is on a journey, he surrendered everything to the Lord. He has a vow to make that, Lord, I will follow you. Lord, I surrender all to you. Lord, I commit myself to be in your house. This is what David said. But God said, yes, David, I have seen how you have committed yourself to be in the house of the Lord, to build me a house, but your son is going to do it. But I thank God he had committed himself. How committed are you to the house of the Lord? Are you in Gilgal? 
when you come to Bethel, you'll be committed to the house of the Lord. There's no other place to be. When you're in Bethel, you surrender all. You give it all to the Lord. You come to a point of saying, even me, myself, I belong to you. What I have belongs to you. My 10% belongs to you. You surrender all. Why? You are on a journey. You are moving from Gilgal, from Gilgal to Bethel. Don't stop there. <coughs> hmm. And then number three, It's about Jericho. And this is where you have to meet the Holy Ghost to help you. There is a story in the book of Joshua, chapter 5 and verse 13 through 15. And Joshua was ready to fight a war in Jericho. He had everything. It was a greater work to conquer and possess. But there were some walls that he had to bring down. And the Lord said to him, Look, you have a sword. You can read the story very well. You have a sword, but you have the wrong strategy. The strategy that you are using to fight this war is not about the sword. And God said to Joshua, you have your own strategy, but I have a strategy. And the strategy that God told Joshua is that in six days, he will go loud the walls of Jericho. And as he goes loud the walls of Jericho, for six days he will be silent, not talking, not saying anything. And in the seventh day, praise, he will shout with praises. We need to come to Jericho where the Holy Spirit of God will teach us when to remain silent and to hear from the Lord. Many times we are there complaining. Many times we are there murmuring. May God help us through the Holy Spirit of God. May God help us when you are in Jericho to understand the work of the Holy Spirit in us so that we know the time for us to remain silent as we go around the walls in our family, as we go around the walls in our issues, in our company, in our place of work, in our schools, in our country, in our government, we need to know the time to remain silent. But the only time that we know the time to remain silent is when we'll go to Jericho, where we shall have an encounter with the Holy Spirit of God. We have to move from Gilgal. We have to go to Bethel. And then there in Jericho, God will show us when to remain silent and when to praise or when to talk. 
Jericho is where we live our human strategies. Jericho is where we stop thinking canary in carnal minds. Jericho is where you take Holy Spirit strategies and use them for his glories. Not for my own, but for God's glory. Jericho is where we start building the, name, the kingdom of God rather than building our own names. It's all about Jesus. Amen. When we come to Jericho, it's everything is all about Jesus. Whatever we do, glory be to the Lord. Whatever we say, glory be to the Lord. That is when we come to Jericho. God said to Joshua, here is what you're going to do. I've talked about it. Go out the city for seven days. Be quiet all the time until the last seven days. And the seven times shout and the wall will fall. Two things here in Jericho. When you're in Jericho, you realize the power of praise and silence. That's number one if you're writing notes. When you're in Jericho, you know when to be quiet and when to shout. When you're in Jericho, you have the strategies of the Holy Spirit for victory in your life. You operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. Remember he said to Joshua, I am with you. When you come to Jericho, he's always with you. The Bible says he'll never, never leave you, nor forsake you. He'll never, never leave you. Sometimes it might be very hard situations, but he's there with you. I heard a story about an elephant. I think this is an elephant from Africa. And this big elephant was crossing a bridge. And this bridge was very, very old, not like the bridges I've seen here. Many of our bridges are made of wood sometimes, and uh, they are getting old. They were built many, many years ago. So when this elephant came to this old bridge, a very small ant came to the ear, and it was hanging near the ear of the elephant. And this, this big elephant was checking the bridge, checking the bridge, going to the other side of the river, checking the bridge, checking the bridge. And when the elephant was on the other side of the river, the small ant shouted on the ear of the elephant, have you seen how we have shaken the bridge together? Imagine a small ant saying to the elephant, have you seen how we have shaken the bridge together? It does not matter how small you are. But if you have Jesus Christ in you, he is in you, you are in him. Amen. You shake bridge together. Amen. You may be small, but you may be hanging maybe at the ear of Jesus. Or maybe you are just holding on to him. Keep holding there. Don't let go. Be with him. When problems come, shake with him. Amen. 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 He's there for you. 
And he says, I will never, never leave you, nor forsake you. One thing that I've noticed in my life, can you come here a little bit? Come, come, come. Just one minute. One thing that I've noticed about what we do many times, God's hands is always, he wants to hold us like this. But many of us, we want to hold the hand of God. Such that when time of difficulty, you can let go and you do your own things. But God have mercy on us. God wants to hold us. Not you holding the hand of the Lord, but God holding you. When there will be a problem, he'll not let you go. When you want to stumble, he'll not let you go. He's there with you. He'll not let you go. He's there with you. He's holding on you. But many times if you are holding on him, it's very easy for you to let go and you just go alone. May you know this, that you need to let God hold your hand. I don't know where you are, but when you come to Jericho, you came to realize the importance of letting God to hold your hand. Many times when you're in Gilgal, you say, God, well, I will not come this Sunday. Things are not good in my family. Let me go and solve my issues. But when you come to Jericho, you say, God, keep on holding me. I have some issues go with me. I have some problems that I cannot solve by myself. The Bible says, not by power. Let God hold on to you. If you are holding on to the Lord this morning, May you change that strategy. Start letting God to hold your hand. And even you can let God to carry you through. <laughs> just, just like that small animal. And every time you are with him, if a problem comes, you'll be, you'll be talking on the ear of Jesus Christ. Did you see how we check the bridge together? Just remain there. If he wants to let you go, say, I'm not letting you go. I'm holding on to you. Woo. Woo. Thank you, boys. Thank you. He is a merciful God. I hope I get this. He is there for you. He says, I'll never, never leave you. Remember what he told the disciples. Remain in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes unto you. And when he comes, you will have power. You know why many of us are weakly? We are not on fire for Jesus. We are still in Gilgal. You need to get out of Gilgal. Go to Bethel. Go to Jericho. Hmm. You know, when Joshua used the strategy from Jesus Christ, from God himself, all the world broke down. But many of us, we are even saying, I just want a breakthrough. I just want a small hole on the wall. But God is saying, no, 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 no. That's not my strategy. Yeah. 
I just want a breakthrough in my family. God is saying, no, I don't want a breakthrough. I want the whole world for you. A whole world to come down. A whole world to come trembling in your family. But many of us, we are like, God, just give me a little bit of hole. That's your strategy. But God is saying, I am here for you. I'm here for you. I will never leave you. Ask and it will be given unto you. Knock and the door will be opened for you. It's only when you are in the experience in Jericho. In Jericho, that's where we are warriors. In Jericho, we become warriors and God starts calling us in his battle. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 51 and verse 20, God calls us his axe of the battle, of the battle. So that's where we become warriors. We, keep, we become the gladiators. Hello? Amen. I know you know about the gladiator. He's a, he's a warrior, right? If there's a movie about gladiator or something, you get it? He's a warrior. But the warriors are those who are born again. Those who know our war is not like this. It's again, it's the fresh. We go on our knees. Amen. This is how we fight our war. And this is how Jesus looks at us and he says, those are mighty men of God. Those are warriors. The Bible says we are the acts of the battle for God. We are to fight for him. We are warriors. That's why we know the time to kind of go silent on the walls in our family. We know the time to be very silent for my family. We know the time now to start praising God. Hallelujah. God, you are worthy. What an awesome God you are. We know all those times. And finally, we go to Jordan. In our spiritual life, we come from Gilgal, where we've been taken away from the world. Egypt represents the world. And when we come to Gilgal, that's where our, our shame is rolled out. That's where we give our life to Jesus Christ. We go to Bethel. We go to Jericho. And then finally, we go to Jordan. Those men of God, two of them, he didn't stop there. Finally, he came to Jordan. And in Jordan, I call it, it signifies a place of confirmation in our life, in our walk with the Lord. It signifies the place of confirmation. Again, men said, stay here. And then Elisha said, hey, you men, you're not through with me again? You're telling me to stay here? He said, be silent. I was thinking about many people 
they feel like they are offended by somebody. They say, so and so offended me. I'll not go back to church again. So and so hurt me so much. I can't go to the church again. Sometimes we even go to a point of saying, the pastor offended me. I can't go to the church. But we need to come to a place that we can say, I know, but be silent. Don't be offended by your own body. So in Jordan, in Jordan, we have a story of Jesus Christ when he was being baptized in his ministry. And before he started his ministry very well, he was at Jordan. And when he was being baptized, there was confirmation of the Holy Spirit there. And God from heaven, he came in the form of a dove and he said, this is my son who I am very well pleased with him. And I'm like, ah, we need to come to a point that when God look at me, Simon, in heaven, he will say, Simon is my beloved son who I am well pleased. And it will only happen when you go to the situation when you are in Jordan. When you don't stop there. When you became a warrior. When you build God an altar. You come to a place of Jordan where God confirms things. And he said, this is my son. The things that you do in your life, they will be very, very evident. And when you are in Jordan, you will hear the voice of God. The problem with people with me, many times we say, oh, I don't hear the voice of, the, of God. But the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Hello? Amen. Look at this. It does not say Simon only knows my voice. He say, my sheep. People who their sins have been forgiven. People who their names have been written in the book of life. People who have come to a point of saying, Lord Jesus, come into my life. He called them my sheep. And he's saying, they know my voice. They can even hear my voice. So there's two things here. Hearing the voice of God. We will hear the voice of God when we come to this place called Jordan. And that's where we can hear his voice. I thank God we are all his sheep. And his sheep can hear his voice. I'm from a place where we have goats, cows. The Maasai people, they have cows and goats. And sometimes the Maasai can just make a noise. And you hear, Meh! they have heard the, the shepherd. It's the same with you and me. When we come to this place of Jordan, we can hear his voice. And then we come to this place, I call it the place of translation. Where fresh drops and the spirit take over. When we come to Jordan, 
This fresh of mind, this body of mind, the fresh, it drops. And then the Holy Spirit takes over. It's not me, but Christ living in me. Can I hear a big amen? amen? It you come to a place where fresh cannot hold anymore. You come to a place where habit of the past cannot stop you anymore when you get in Jordan. You can be in Jericho, a warrior, but still have a problem with habits destroying your life. But you come, when you come to Jericho, you come to a place where now you start doing away with your bad habits. In the book of Songs of Songs, chapter 2 and verse 15, the Bible says, Cushes the foxes that spoils the fruit. What does that mean? There is some habits in Simon. And when I come to have the encounter in Jordan, there's those habits that I say, this does not belong to me. This is not for a Christian. This is not the way people who are representing Jesus Christ. Those are not the habits with him. Let me say this to you. When I was in Gilgal, I used to lose my temper until my wife would tell me, hey, you have lost your temper. And I would say, oh, if you find it, get it for me. <laughs> I was in Gilgal. I was in Bethel. But when I came to Jordan, I knew this is a habit that I need to get out of it. This is something that should not be in me. So I don't know where you are. I don't know whether you're in Gilgal. But God is speaking to you the same way he spoke to me when I was losing my anger. When I was in Gilgal. And I came to realize I don't need to stop in Gilgal. I need to go to Jericho. I realized I cannot just be in, Jer in, in Jericho. I need to go all the way to, to Jordan. I don't know where you are in your Christian walk with the Lord. But today, God can move you all the way to Jordan. And he can look at you and he can say, this is my beloved son, who I am well pleased of him. It's just a matter of taking faith and say, God, I want to go with you. I'm not stopping. I'm going to the pulpit. I'm going to pray this prayer. And God, I know whichever it's in me that is not of you, I'm going to leave it there. And he can do it. He did it for me. He can do it for you. Maybe you are still in Egypt. Egypt is an example of the world. You need to come to Gilgal where you can say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. And he will forgive you your sins. You may be here seated and you've never, never met with Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You are never have not been written in the book of life. Maybe you might be like me before. When I was in school, when I was a young boy, I used to know Jesus here, but I didn't know him in, the, in my heart. Until when I was a young boy, I used to go to church. In fact, I used to tell people, I used to go to church even before I was 
born. When my mama was carrying me in the, in the womb, she would go with me. I'm pregnant. My mom is pregnant. I'll, she would sit with me in the church. I, I used to go to church even before I was born. But that did not give me to be a son of God. I had to be born again. I had to be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when I was 22 years old, I heard the message, like the message I'm preaching to you today. And I raised my hand and I went to the pulpit and my name right there was written in the book of life. And if Jesus comes today, I'll be going to heaven. Hallelujah. Why? Because many years back, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And that very day, I sang, oh, happy day. That my sins were forgiven. And from there, I started walking with Jesus. I came from Gilgal. I came from Egypt. I went to Gilgal. And my sins were forgiven. I kept on going to Bethel. I kept on going to Jericho. I am now in Jordan. And I'm singing glory, glory, hallelujah. Jesus, come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, come. Take me home. But I don't want to go alone. I want to go with a bunch of people. People in America. People in Sherwood. People in Kenya, I want to go with them. I don't want to go alone. You have an opportunity. Can we stand up? Eyes closed. Maybe in that place that you say, I want to give my love to Jesus Christ. I won't move from Gilgal to the next step. God is here. Your name can be written in the book of life. Your life can change. He can help you through the Holy Spirit of God. Maybe you say, I want to make a step of faith. There's some things in me that I want to leave them there. God is there for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence. We thank you for whom you are. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives. This morning, we commit our lives to you, Lord. Bring many people to you, Jesus. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name.